0: This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. Uh, It's S D R O T A R on Twitter, and it is, as you well know, hockey season. But now, things are starting to get a little more exciting, a little more interesting. We know who the contenders are. We know who the pretenders are, and that gives us more opportunities when it comes to your betting Chances that means we're bringing in our hockey betting expert Nate Lundy. Nate Lundy on Twitter. How are you doing, Nate?
1: I'm good, Sean. I uh, uh, yesterday, you know, you and I talked about maybe doing a podcast uh, for for the Wednesday games, but it was really kind of a blah slate. Uh, of games, but uh, I got to give a little hat tip. Uh, you know, it, do- it hasn't happened very often, but uh, the Kraken finally won, Sean. <laughs> they won, yeah, they won a uh, they won a home game last night, which was, uh, you know, like I said, doesn't uh, you know, they've, they've had some success. But, you know, I what I love is is because I was watching a little bit of that game last night, Sean, I, I love the fact that even though that team is losing and they're and they're not good, they're in last place in their division. Man, those fans are having fun, though. God, they're happy to have a hockey team.
0: Yeah, and, and it's obviously you're probably a little upset if you're a Kraken fan and you watched how easy it was for Vegas, and it was easier for Vegas. It, it, literally, the, the rules were set up to be more advantageous for Vegas. They were able to do more from the get-go than Seattle was, and that's a, a big reason why they were so much better in their first year. No expansion teams ever had the opportunities that Vegas did coming into the league, but uh, good for the Kraken fans because you're exactly right. They're, they seem to understand it's more traditional – expansion and it's going to take a while but it's new it's exciting it's fun and you can tell they're building hockey fans up in seattle
1: yeah it it is fun and i you know i i always felt bad you know i grew up in the pacific northwest i always i, I have always felt bad Uh, when the Sonics left, and and it left Seattle with just the Mariners uh, as well as the Sounders, and the Sounders are a great team in the MLS. But, you know, if you look at the big four sports in the U.S., you know, Seattle had uh, the the Mariners there, they had the Seahawks there, but they were missing out on hockey and and basketball, and so I'm glad that they were able to get one of them back. It's it's good for that fan base. There's great sports fans up in Seattle, uh, so I'm really glad to see that they've got something back. And congratulations, you know, like I said, they were a plus 145 on the money line last night to win, and they did it.
0: Yeah, they got that one done. Well, there are a couple in this one, too, that are equally interesting. We'll look uh, start over in Tampa Bay, where the Lightning will be hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, these two teams, at least on the surface and record-wise, appear to be somewhat easily uh, evenly matched. Pittsburgh 33-14-8, Tampa 35-11-6, and, and Pittsburgh's got a very good road record, too, that 18 18- Way wins, and the Lightning have 18 at home. Tampa's favored, as you might expect, a minus 170 or so because they're the home team. How do you see this one playing out? Well, Sean, this is
1: one that I'm really going to focus in on the total because of what these teams have done. And part of it is because of something that you just said. Pittsburgh sitting with that 18-6-3 record on the road. They actually have a better record on the road than they do at home, right? Um, which, is, which is crazy. But what that means is that you've got a team that is comfortable on the road. It also means you've got a team that can score on the road. Um, and so I'm focused in on the total with this one, which sits at a flat six. Um, and I'm taking the over. Um, these two teams have played twice already this season, both times. They have scored six or more goals. Tampa is averaging right now 4.6 goals per game in their last five. Um, so Tampa has been scoring. I just mentioned the fact that Pittsburgh clearly can score on the road uh, because they've got that really good road record. And if you look at uh, Tampa over their last five games, um, they've gone over in four out of those five. And I told you how they've been um, scoring. So you put all of that together. Um, and I just think you've got two teams that are going to find the back of the net. I know Vasilevsky um, is very good between the pipes, and, and both of these goaltenders are. But despite that, despite the fact that they have, they each have a couple of goaltenders that have been Uh, performing well as of late. These two teams are still hitting overs. Um, So even with that great goaltending, we're seeing a lot of scoring. And so I like the over in this one. Um, You could bring it down a notch if you wanted to bring it down to a five and a half so that you avoid the push. But I think uh, this is a contest that's going to see six plus for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't necessarily mind the even numbers because they they do protect you, obviously. You know, you end up uh, getting getting the push and that's not uh, very exciting or fun, but it is better than losing. So I don't mind that. And uh, I'm going to go over to what we've talked about before as well. The goal in the first 10, the, the gift. Well, I don't think there will be one, even though these teams have scored, and I'm with you, they have scored. You do have two pretty darn good goaltenders in net, and then two guys that have a 921 save percentage. And I think that will probably hold up the uh, basically, if you're betting against there being a goal in the first 10 minutes, you can get a plus 125. And I think because these teams are are capable of scoring and they have good goaltenders, it wouldn't shock me if their first 10 minutes has a lot of a feeling out period as opposed to just absolutely guns blazing on both sides trying to get uh, that first goal. And and I, I think in that case, that may be what you see here. So I like the goal in the first 10 minutes, but I actually like betting against it. Yeah, no, I I, and I, we've seen
1: some games that have happened that way recently, Sean. I mean, there was a there was one that we did last week, as a matter of fact, where we went for a gift and it didn't happen. But by the time we hit the end of the first period, the score was two to one. So right. even though it started a little bit slow, uh, the scoring still happened. So, you know, I, I think you're onto something with that one. I think it could be a little bit of a feeling out at the beginning with the goaltenders. But then I think we're going to see the scoreboard light up.
0: I think that's exactly what we are going to see, and that will be a particularly fun game this evening. We'll we'll move over to Philadelphia, where the Wild uh, will be taking on the Flyers. Now, in the Wild's case, they're right in the thick of the playoff chase out west, third place in the Central. Philadelphia, Not so much. Dead last, of course, that they are playing out the string and trying to decide if they want to start making trades with the trade deadline looming. Glaude Giroux looms large there. Giroux, by the way, uh, for a long part of the season, was the leading point getter for the Flyers. He no longer is. Now that's Cam Atkinson. Minnesota a minus 190 to win the road contest tonight.
1: Yeah, uh, and this is one that, you know, I'm looking at uh, a way to be able to help myself overall with the uh, with the payday, with the odds. And so I'm going to look at the 60-minute line here, and I'm going to take the wild. Even though Minnesota has lost um, their last handful of games, they're just flat out a better team. I mean, this is one where you just kind of have to look at some analytics, even a little bit of the eye test if you've seen either of these two teams. Um, And you just know that Minnesota is in a much better position. And as you said, Philadelphia is debating what they want to do with the trade deadline. Minnesota is on the opposite end. They could be looking to buy at the trade deadline as a way to be able to help themselves uh, in the playoff hunt. But if you do it on the 60-minute line, you take uh, that heavily favored wild team um, that, as you mentioned, is a minus 195. You bring it down to a minus 125 if you do it on the 60-minute line. Uh, Philadelphia has the 29th ranked offense um, you know, it, 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 with this squad and you talk about Atkinson, you talk about Giroux. Uh, these are both guys that if you're going to be a leader uh, on these teams, I would expect you to have more points. <laughs> at this but, point Yeah, that's in the fair. Season. Um, and it's just not happening. And to a certain extent, we know that Cam, we know that Atkinson, we know that Giroux, they're both very good players. Very good players. They are just right now on bad teams. And it's why there has been a lot of talk about what they could do at the trade deadline, uh, because it could be an opportunity for one or both of those guys to move. So I think Minnesota wins this on the road. It's one of the seven o'clock Eastern time games tonight, as is the Tampa one. We were just talking about a couple of early games. But I'm going to do our trick where we bring it down to the the three way line, as some books call it, the 60 minute line, if you look at others. Um, And I say that helps because it gets it to a minus one twenty five.
0: Yeah, that one makes a, an awful lot of sense, and this one at times can be a little bit tricky to to come about because it is uh, – you're talking about some bad offenses in in Philly and, and in Minnesota. Yeah, they have lost four in a row, but remember the three of them have been against – Two, their two, The last two have come to Calgary, and Toronto was one of them as well. The, the loss to Ottawa, that's a bad loss, a one-goal loss. But after that, they have basically faced uh, three teams that are better than them in the standings, so it's not a total shock that they've lost four in a row, and I think you probably have to accept that that, that ends up being a possibility when you're playing those better teams. In this case, uh, I, I tried last time on uh, Kirill Kaprizov. I did not land it. Swing swinging again, Nate. I mean, if you fall off the horse, you just get right back on. I'm going with Kaprizov as an anytime goal scorer, getting it to a plus 120. I like being able to do that uh, with Kaprizov. I, I like his chances. We haven't seen the Wild and Flyers play, which is kind of interesting as well but if we went uh with the wild on the money line which i think is obviously a very good idea and you put with kaprizov as an anytime goal scorer you can get that up if you'd like to about 190 Uh, i like that as well because i think they work together if kaprizov scores a goal that's more likely that the wild will win so i will probably go with that same game parlay go with kaprizov as an anytime scorer and the wild to win to bump that up to a plus 190 Yeah, Kaprizov,
1: um, you know, the the Flames uh, spanked Minnesota on their home ice uh, five to one back uh, on Tuesday. Um, But that one goal uh, was actually an assist by Kaprizov. Um, So I like the anytime goal. He is, um, you know, he he is a guy that is frequently, um, you know, uh, you know, first assist, secondary assist or the goal scorer for this team. And like I said, coming off of um, really, uh, a couple of bad back-to-back losses to Calgary. One of them was seven to three. The other was five to one. And I mentioned the fact that that Minnesota has lost four in a row. But again, they are just the better team when you look at Philly. So I, I like the idea of them on the money line. I definitely like Kaprizov for a goal. He's been a
0: uh, he's definitely been a, a bright spot for the Wild this season. Well, now we go to our our final game, and this is where it gets tricky, Nate. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy you're here, so you can you can help me make sense of how to do this. The Colorado Avalanche go to Arizona. There's no other way to put this. The Avalanche are the best team in the league. The Coyotes are the worst team in the league. You know, you can tell the Avs are on the road and they're favored at a minus 420. Make your Colorado jokes there if you must. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. And this, you know, there's a reason why they're that heavily favored on um, uh, on the money line. Um, and in fact, if you look at, uh, you know, BetMGM, for example, you know, Sean, as you well know, the the standard Uh, Puck line is a minus one and a half. Well, the abs are a minus two and a half. Um, And oddly enough, we actually have two games that are that way uh, tonight. Calgary is also a minus two and a half on the puck line um, uh, at home against Montreal. But, um, you know, in looking at this one, this is a fascinating matchup because, um, you know, uh, Colorado and, and the Coyotes in two of their three meetings this season have gone to a shootout. Um, and and Arizona has won one of those. Yeah. Um, so Arizona actually has a victory over Colorado, and it was a victory that actually ended Colorado's um, uh, win streak at home, their point streak, everything that they were dealing with at home. They they came to an end right before uh, a break against the Coyotes of all teams. Uh, that said. I believe that the Avalanche are going to come in and absolutely spank Arizona tonight. Um, I'm not comfortable at the minus two and a half, if I'm being completely honest. So I'm actually going to change that puck line. I'm going to put it at a minus one and a half, which actually takes the juice, still makes it strong. It's at a minus 155 uh, if you put those two together. However... I mentioned something that you could do. I mentioned that Calgary was also a minus two and a half on the puck line. If I take Calgary to a minus one and a half and the Avs to a minus one and a half and I put those two things together, I can get myself into a really nice plus territory um, uh, uh, payoff in terms of the parlay because it takes those two heavy favorites, puts both of them together, and it creates a payoff that turns into a plus one seventy.
0: That one makes a lot of sense. I I like that one. Obviously, mine is a simple and I am going to give up a little bit of the juice on it, but I'm just looking for Nathan McKinnon to have the over four and a half shots on the evening. The uh, as you pointed out, the Coyotes have actually played them tough. I agree with you. When it comes to the 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 avalanche here, they're going to – I think they're just going to steamroll them tonight. They have had games in which they have not maybe played their very best and uh, still come back and win. This is a team that, of course, is, has the most wins in the league. They have stormed back against New York. They ended up beating Vegas. But in both these games, they trailed. And they're a better team than that. And I think there's been some frustration on the part of Coach Jared Bednar to have this team play a little bit better from the jump. This seems like a perfect opportunity to do that. And since his return, uh, Nathan McKinnon has been doing nothing but firing the puck with a remarkable regularity at the net. Just a couple games ago, he set his uh, he set the new franchise record for shots. In a game breaking his old one of 12 with 14. And so in this one to get Nathan McKinnon to five shots, yes, you're paying a little bit of juice of 125. But to me, out of all the bets we're talking about, that's the one to me that is likeliest to the night.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a really strong one. The shots on goal, very common to be able to jump at, especially with games like this. And and if they come out strong as as, the, as head coach Bednar has been trying to get them to do, you could see you know you could see two of those shots easily within the first 20 minutes, within the first period. And uh, look, in the and the ABS are dominant. I mentioned the fact that they they did lose in a shootout to the Coyotes, and that happens. We see that across all sports. Every now and then somebody jumps up and and surprises you despite being a heavy underdog. Just look at the Nuggets and the Thunder last night, but um you know the avalanche plus a uh, thunder
0: uh, a plus 720 to win that one last night
1: yeah they were uh Yikes. Thir- they were a i believe 13 or 14 and a half point underdog uh and and managed to win it so whether you took them on the points or the money line you were
0: cashing a ticket yes, last congratulations. night congratulations but... spend some on hockey tonight
1: Yeah, well, and what you could wind up thinking about is, again, the dominance of this Avalanche team and and what I talked about with Calgary. So the Avs are at the top of the Western Conference. They are 14 points ahead of the next highest team in those rankings. But that next highest team is Calgary. Now, they're tied with St. Louis. The St. Louis is also there with 70 points, but it's Calgary. And that's why I like this puck line bet, the minus one and a half with both of those teams put together uh, to get yourself to plus 170 odds.
0: Well, that's uh, ours for the three. All uh, these those individual bets, but of course, uh, I think we've started to do this a little bit, Nate. In recent podcasts, we've started to find a way to look at all these games and tie them together and see if there's maybe a little bit of parlays we can have fun with.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a couple of parlays that I like. Uh, first of all, if we want to look at the totals, I told you, um, you know, I'm, I'm expecting some scoring in that Tampa and Pittsburgh game. Uh, There's two other games that I'm expecting some scoring in. Edmonton and Chicago is one of them. Um, And surprisingly, despite the fact that uh, with the type of defense that they play, there are some trends that tell me that I think we could see some scoring tonight in Vegas between the Golden Knights and Boston as well. So what I've done is I've taken both of those games and I have set the overs at five and a half. So this is a slight alt line. On each one of those but if I take both of them to go over five and a half that payout is a plus 209 then here's a very simple three-leg money line play, and it's actually all three games that we've talked about. So no puck lines, nothing, no 60-minute lines, just to win. If you take Minnesota, Colorado, and Calgary, all three of which are heavy favorites as we've been talking about, you put those three together, Sean, that's a plus 133. Nice, simple, three-leg parlay. All they've got to do is win. Doesn't matter how. Can be in overtime if something crazy happens. But if all three of those teams win, you're, you're sitting in plus odds as well. So that's another um, way that you can play tonight. A two-legger on the and a three-legger on the money line.
0: Yeah, and if you go and pick the money line uh, winners on the three that we selected too, if you wanted to go with the Minnesota Wild, if you with the Lightning, the Wild, and the Avalanche, you can get that money line parlay to about two oh six, so a two to one return. Uh, that's one I think I'm going to jump on tonight as well. That's what we do right here on Sticks and Stacks. Put together some opportunities for you to play, to have a little bit of fun, and to hopefully win as well. He is Nate Lundy. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. As I mentioned before, uh, mine is S-D-R-O-T-A-R. I'm not just going to say Estrotar because I know you don't know how to spell it, and it's totally okay. I'm not offended. Nate, we'll get back at this tomorrow. Looking forward to some good hockey tonight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've got some more good games on the schedule tomorrow, and we might even look a little bit at some of the futures bets that are out there, Sean, as we start to get closer and closer to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, the crystal ball gets a little bit clearer, so we will do that tomorrow for Nate Lundy. I'm Sean Drotar. Thanks for listening and subscribing. And when you have, appreciate that as well. We'll catch you next time on Sticks and Stacks, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network.